The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft, Taft, and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Okay, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into the Brian Bailey Show. What a miserable day it is outside, but inside, we're going to make you smile with some golf talk today. Kevin Williams, in his third tenure at East Carolina, I tell you, we were joking a minute ago that, that I stayed, and every, all you guys, like Coach Kirkpatrick <laughs> and Coach Shankweiler and Dale Steele and all these guys, they, they go away for a little bit and they come back, and Kevin's one of those guys that keeps coming back. Well, we're glad you're back. Thank you. Glad to be back. It was so funny at our first uh, opening meeting of the year, they the all staff meeting, uh, uh, they introduced all the new employees. And so obviously I was kind of standing up there and I went first and I said, hey, this is my third stint here. I said, other than Shank, I'm probably the only one that's been here that many times. And sure enough, after the meeting, he told me, yeah, I've got you by one. I've yeah. been here four times. So. <laughs> Isn't that something? I tell you, and, and, and we love having him back every oh, time yeah, when he comes awesome. back. He's a great guy. Uh, Kevin Williams and company going to go to the American Athletic Conference Championships in Florida coming up at the end of the week. So we're going to talk pirate golf and talk all kinds of things with Kevin Williams. We'll take our first break. We'll come back and then later in our show brian meter will join us he's our winner in our second chance with the sweet 16 we've got his prize pack ready to go so we'll present that with him coming up later on as well kevin williams back on our show after this You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. East Carolina golf coach Kevin Williams is our guest, and he's the first guy in 1984 that I met when I came to Greenville I didn't know a soul. And one of the first people I met that first night in Greenville was this guy, Kevin Williams. And we've kept a friendship now for 37 years. But uh, you remember that, right? I do. Actually, I was a supervisor for the Intramural Recreational Services Department. And I was working the flag football field. And, you know, you look kind of sketchy back then. Because of the mustache? Yeah, it was the mustache. So I was in charge of making sure to keep all the riffraff off the field. So know, I was riffraff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't so realize that. I walked up to you, and, you know, I was a little worried. I had my hand on my knife in my pocket <laughs> just in case. And uh, No, but that was funny. I, I mean, that's the story we remember. For, yeah. I mean, that's one of the first people we talked, oh, gosh, in like an hour that night. And, and, uh, and the funny part is, like, I was, I walked, I, I was living in, um, just moved into King's Arms Apartments. With, <laughs> with They're not even there anymore. Yeah. And they were cheap. I mean, the, the plywood <laughs> didn't even have, the carpet didn't didn't have any padding it was carpet plywood yeah and i was living there so i walked down in the mirror fields because i saw the lights on and i was walking around like you know i'm, I'm getting ready to start the yeah. cbs affiliate yeah. down the street wct <laughs> 1984 like i was something and it was uh, i was so i was a fish out of water i didn't know anybody i mean yeah. it was crazy and then getting a chance to meet you then i didn't realize that it was you until years later i think you yeah. were at kinston country club yeah so i was a, a pro at kinston country club you used to come over and play some and we kind of put two and two together yeah. and, and and obviously you coming into town being new uh you know obviously being in charge of the sports for channel 
on, you know, obviously I knew who you were. And then I guess when you came yeah. over to Kinston, we just kind of put it together and it's been great to have that friendship for this long. And speaking of Kinston, I don't remember this story, but you invited me to come over and play in the Pro-Am. So I was all fired up. I go play in the Pro-Am <laughs> and there's a closest to the pin. I, I guess I forget what hole it was closest to the pin on this hole. And I hit it real tight. And, and my, all my guys on my team are like, man, you got a chance to win that. Well, I get to the putt, and it was on one of those side hills, and I missed the – I three-putted for, for closest to the pin, which never yeah. happens. So all the guys were like, we're not going to tell Kevin. Nobody's going to tell Kevin. But they, if, if you win it, you know they'll give you the prize, but we'll keep it down. <laughs> so Kevin gets up, and he goes closest to the pin, and he looks at his sheet, and he says, Brian Bailey, that, that's awesome. He says, you three-jacked the putt? And the whole crowd <laughs> just started laughing. <laughs> Oh, that was, I sure did. That was a great Pro-Am. Jim Rose used to have AR yeah. Pro-Am, and that was uh, fantastic. And uh, I do remember that, yeah, because you, you normally, if you three-putt, you don't get the prize. <laughs> I didn't deserve it after after that kind of we deal. We still gave it to you, though. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. But those, uh, those were the days, that's for sure. Do you, do you miss the chance of being a club pro? Did you like that aspect, or do you like the coaching aspect better? Yeah, I, th- I like being a club pro. The problem with a club pro, uh, I would guess, liking it like an athletic director you're pulled in a lot of different directions and being a golf coach you're focused in one area um and with you know being a golf pro you got to teach you got to run tournaments you got to deal with the members you know customer service etc so you're wearing a lot of different hats and i think with coaching uh, you're focused more on recruiting and and teaching yeah when you look at at coaching in golf you know how much recruiting do you do as far as in state out of state and out of country yeah well i feel like the best thing you can do as a coach especially at east carolina is have your little niche and um so we've always focused i used to coach both programs right i was gonna bring that up that's hard you didn't gotta be so you didn't have a lot of time to to get it so we basically focused north carolina first and then international and at the time you could recruit internationals basically you'd receive an email nobody was really going overseas and recruiting and so you had a really good chance to get some really sneaky good players because of that because obviously you can see the video you can see the scores that's the nice thing about golf uh is the scores and so our, our the whole time i've been coaching basically we've been focused on north carolina and international it's, it's usually like a 70 30 mix north carolina and international it's, at times we've had you know six north carolina when i was coaching the women's team six north carolina girls four internationals so uh norway and sweden uh it's kind of been my niche so to speak uh scandinavian countries uh, i know the national team coaches over there and those are the ones who can help you uh, get you know commitments and so that's kind of been my focus when i left to go to south carolina for a couple of years uh my boss down there caitlin anderson she focused exclusively on international players okay i mean she has six scholarships and all six went to international girls and uh they're pretty good you know they're top top 10 top five team in the country and uh that's her niche and i think it's real important you've seen it in football remember yeah. you came from the tidewater area right so you, frank beamer made a living off sure the did. tidewater area yep. you know and so you know here was virginia tech and i guarantee his model there was that area mm-hmm. and then sprinkle it in with some other things and i think when you try to go out and make cast a really wide net right unless you've got a ton of money and a big staff you're not able to really manage it and work it like you really need to so it's, it's very nice if you can kind of focus in certain areas 
to you know campbell john crooks south america was this thing for years and that's how he built the women's program up and now his big thing is the Swedish guys on the men's side, and they've been really good the last few years. So, How do your scholarships work in golf? Well, on the men's side, it's four and a half, so it's basically uh-huh. partial scholarships. Uh, on the women's side, it's six. And, you know, when I was coaching on the women's side, we tended to give big scholarships. Uh, a lot of programs would be— But it's not six full. It, well, it you could make be. it. It could be six fulls. Right. And a lot of a lot of programs in, across the country, especially the really good ones— They'll just give out six fulls on the women's side. Now, on the men's side, it's really hard to give full scholarship out. And so you'll see a lot of partials. You'll have some players maybe on a book scholarship, and you'll have some players on, you know, 70 or 80%. And, and it's kind of like – I mean, I don't think people understand this about baseball, but baseball is all partials. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and unless you get some stud pitcher, I think sometimes yeah. they'll get more money. But but that's part of the – because football is all scholarships. That's right. It's, it's a headcount sport <clears throat> yeah. like uh, women's tennis, volleyball, basketballs. Uh, their headcount sports. Or if you're on a scholarship, it's a full. You know, I think if baseball made that change. I'm not sure how long ago it was when if you gave a scholarship, it had to be at least 25 percent. That was like seven or eight years ago because mm-hmm. they used to give out a ton of like little scholarships. Yeah. You know, they'd be forty guys on a team and everybody would have a little scholarship at least. And and I think they went to that. I, I want to say seven or eight. Cliff obviously would know when, but uh, yeah, that was that was interesting because it really changed the dynamics of their recruiting. And don't even I mean, you could have Cliff in the studio for days talking about recruiting <laughs> on the baseball side with all the different deals with the draft and everything else they have to deal with. That's really tough. Has has the NIL deals helped you, you guys at all? No, I, I see what what we see. I'll give you this quick story. So I hadn't seen Michael Carlisle, who's the coach at USC Aiken. They're a Division two program, but really good. They were playing in our first tournament this spring down in Hilton Head, and I saw Mike, and I uh, hadn't seen him in a few years. And so we were talking, and, and they're number two in the country on the Division two side. I said, boy, you got a really good team. He says, yeah, I've got two guys leaving. Um and this is in February. He said, yeah, I got two guys. My two best players are transferring out. One is going to LSU, and LSU has already promised him an $25,000 NIL. Gee. Now, how is that possible? I know. Just, I, I don't understand I mean, it. It's, it's, it's like legalized cheating. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just handing out cash. And here's this kid that's going to LSU next yeah. year. And, it, and, you know, it's devastating to smaller programs. And for, for like Mike Carlisle and, and a lot of Division two programs and Division ones. I mean, you get a player that's really good. These bigger programs, they're poaching. I mean, yeah. they're they're coming in and they're offering cash to get that guy to leave your school. Yeah, that's just. Yeah, I, I don't. And it's got to. It's, it's almost like at some point they got to figure the thing out. Yeah. I mean, they got to figure out the NILs. They got to figure out the transfer portal because there's just so much of that going on. But you saw Saban's article this weekend, didn't you? No, I didn't see. Oh, it. Yeah, he's 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 mad now about it. Oh really? Oh, yeah, we're just passing out money, <laughs> and so he liked it. It was yeah. in favor of it, but now he 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 doesn't like it because of what it's doing. You know, it's not good. It can't be. No, it can't be good. No, no. no. And they, and they've always said that about the SEC for years yeah. and years and years that you know if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> <clears throat> and so now you're in a situation where you know it's just it's it's legal and i don't i don't even know how coach houston and those guys in football you know are able to to you know recruit against some of these folks because yeah. you know 
it's just Greenville's only so big. Eastern North right. Carolina is only so big. Yeah, and that's just that's just how. Speaking, I know you're a big sports fan with everything, but the East Carolina baseball this weekend with a sweep Ooh. over UCF. Man, I'm telling you, East Carolina just beat the baseball to death. I almost sent Cliff a text and said it's about time the hitting coach got got yeah. going, but I, <laughs> I didn't do that because I you never know with Cliff. But it was it was so good to see just how well they hit the baseball and UCF. They, they just they threw it around like the bad news bears. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, I mean, it was it was really fascinating to watch that series. But East Carolina, you know, if UCF had played their best baseball, the Pirates yeah. would have swept them, you know, by four or five runs each game. So. Well, you know, Cliff <coughs> done such a great job. Yeah, that baseball program has been good for a long right. time. Right, it has. And, and you know, he's come in and he's turned up obviously the expectations another notch. And you know, I mean, listen, you're not going to be top fifteen every year, right? But I mean, I'm telling you, they scratch and claw. That fits this personality, and and I think it's great what what they've done, and and you can see it. I mean, I've seen it the last what six, eight, ten games. You can see it coming. You oh, can yeah. see this weekend coming, and I think it's you know it speaks volumes for how these kids fight and scratch and claw. You know, one of the big stats, Brian. It's so funny because we're trying to change the culture in our program on the men's golf side. 27 out of 40 guys on the baseball team made Dean's list yeah. in the fall. That, I mean, oh, I know. phenomenal. I just can't get over that. I tell Cliff all the time, I said, man, if you're on your baseball team and you make a B, <laughs> you're scared to come to practice. Because the guys will be like, man, what are you doing? You're bringing the GPA down. Yeah. What do you think? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but he's done such a great job and uh, really excited for this sweep this weekend. And, you know, conference is going to be big for us. I mean, oh, yeah. We're looking. This is going to be a big piece of what we're doing as far as baseball this year is concerned. And I think it's good that, you know, now we're sitting in first place and guys are seeing some things that are positive. They weren't seeing a lot of positive right. early on. You know, you get hit with, you know, Carson being gone for the start of the year before you even pitched a game. You know, so it's been a lot of like, you know, things that have kind of set them back a little bit but it's really good to see them starting to gain their confidence which is nice and, and the other thing that i'll say and, and then we'll, we'll move on off of baseball but but is the fact that it's, it's like when you get a team like that and you're trying to mold them you know yeah. into your character and mold them into what you want them to be you know they lose wisdom hunt so half the clay is like taken oh, away yeah. and and they're they're working on how are we going to scramble you're trying to find somebody to put in there and then roger giles pops up yeah. and all of a sudden your <laughs> your best infielder is now your Friday night ace, yeah. and he's doing a really good job. But it's just, it's cool. And I think as a coach, you, you would certainly respect it that that you you take what you got and you got to figure out how you're going to win with it. And yeah, that's what they've that's done. Right. Nobody that's, gives yeah. you anything. No, they don't give you anything. <laughs> yeah. they, they're glad you're struggling. <laughs> exactly. Like that. They want to win, you know. But while we're on baseball, I got to say this All real right. quick because my dad was a huge baseball guy. He Major League Baseball Channel was his channel. He'd, look, he'd sit there all day and watch baseball. And I used to tell him all the time, I said, what sport are you allowed to warm up in the bullpen and then you come out on the field and you get more warm-up pitches? I mean, the game takes forever anyway, right? Oh, it right? does. Oh, I mean, why are we giving that guy more warm-up pitches, yeah. you know? And he used to, he and I used to argue about that all the time. So the baseball people out there, I'm sorry, but, I mean, come on. The guy's been warming up on the sidelines for 30 minutes. Yeah, I'll let you tell Cliff that one. Yeah. Cliff will go out and pull a pitcher in a heartbeat. So that would be good. Kevin Williams, golf coach in East Carolina. My guest, we'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back and continue on talking pirate golf with one of the best guys around, Kevin Williams, after this.
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Kevin Williams, golf coach in East Carolina, joining us to talk pirate golf. When you talk pirate golf right now, you see the guy in purple yesterday, Harold Varner III. And, uh, you know, his personality is one thing. His ability to play the game is another thing. And he's got it all going. He's got a you know wife and a child now. And yeah. uh, it's just it's just such a cool thing for all of Eastern North Carolina. And, you know, and the pirates of East Carolina that, that he's out there and he, he's so you know pro ECU and, yeah. and that's as a golf coach it's got to mean a lot oh it means a lot a lot to us I, you know I tell you a quick story on Harold so um, obviously when they called me about coming back and coaching on the men's side you know I was not skeptical but a little apprehensive how how would the former players kind of feel about that um, they just recently played for press and, and everything and um, one of the first people to reach out to me was Harold. Oh, really? And he was super excited, and it just it just made me feel good. But he's he's great watching him wear the purple on Sunday, Man. you know, with the purple hat, and you know, you talk about his personality. I, I think everybody who's met Harold feels like they're his friend. Oh yeah, you're you know? right. So it, we all it, do. Yeah, yeah. Man. It pulls at him in a lot of different directions, but he's just got that personality. I was telling the guys earlier, I played golf with Vinny Giles, who's a um, you know big golf uh, agent up in the Richmond area and Vinny was a very good player and I remember talking to Vinny about five years ago I was playing golf with him and I said well what do you think about Harold he said well I'm telling you what if he wins they'll be throwing money at him left and right yeah. he said because he's got so much personality his issue is going to be saying no right you know and I think uh, it's great seeing him progress I think Liam his child has, has, has made a big impact too uh but his golf game is and and that's how it works on the tour you don't just win this week i mean occasionally you have somebody come down and just wins but you basically each you step up a level you know and you, you start playing good and you you feel the confidence and obviously he won in 2016 wasn't ready to handle that you know one over in australia but I think the the win this past spring when he beat so many really good players, oh, yeah. Dustin Johnson, the field that was there, that got him in the top 50, which got him to Augusta, to finish the way he did at Augusta, to be where he was after two right. rounds at Augusta. Those are all steps that he's taken in the right direction. And the great thing about Harold is Saturday's round at Augusta, he's already forgotten about it. Yeah. And, and I mean, that that's... Press McFall, as coach here, when he was at ECU, used to say that was his biggest strength, mm-hmm. was he's able to just kind of not be scared. He knows he's going to play bad at times, but he never let it define him, and he just moved on from it. He's kind of like got that attitude. If he hits one and he knows it's a bad shot, he kind of laughs it off yeah. and, and kind of says, okay, now we got to figure out how to get out of this mess and then <laughs> play a little better on the next hole. Well, you know, it's a little bit like John Daly was when yeah. he first came out. You know, it's grip it and rip it. You know, I'm going to just go hit it, and I'm going to go find it again. And, and there's something to be said for that attitude. I mean, so many times I see it with our current team now guys just being way too hard on themselves and they got to hit the perfect shot and and being able to just say okay look i'm gonna hit bad shots and i hit a bad shot let's move on what am i going to do with this next shot and i think uh having i mean it's not something you you got to work on it really right. hard and i think i think harold i don't think he had it in high school but i think he got it and what helped him in college was that's something press work with him on and i think he's had that wonderfully glass half full you know, yeah. uh, attitude for a long time, and it's helping them right now. Did did press see the future for Harold? Well, did I, anybody? Yeah, I thought. I think he saw how talented he was, and I'll never forget asking press. I said, "Why Harold Varner now? Why?" He said, "You know, 
he thought about for a little bit he says he's absolutely not scared to hit a bad shot and so that attitude's kind of been ingrained in him for a long time and i think what press tried to do was just kind of refine his game management his course management and take those physical tools that he could just hit it a mile and try to make sure he you know hit knockdown shots to control his ball so just hit it straight up straight up in the air and being able to control your ball flight etc worked with him a lot on his putting i think and so you know press was was really good for for harold and it was a good fit and uh obviously harold had a good good career here at ecu and i think his senior year took the team uh to nationals which is at riviera which yeah. is pretty cool and, and he's got the personality you talked a little bit about it but kind of like coach ruff has yeah. you know one of those guys that, that he, you know, he brightens the whole room and when you leave there you think well we're tight you yeah. know i mean oh, that's yeah. and that's you know some people can just do that yeah he has a knack for that for yeah. sure i mean you the uh I, I guess it was um one of the sports announcers yesterday on the cbs was talking about if harold makes one of these putts coming down the stretch this place is gonna go crazy he did say i heard that yeah because there's yeah. so many people are pulling for him yeah and uh it, it's good for us i mean from a golf program perspective obviously he graduated in, in uh 2012 and had to have him coming back to greenville to have his passion for ecu like he has it yeah. uh it's great for us because i mean obviously every time something's posted we're either retweeting it or oh, posting yeah. on an instagram story and it, it's really helped us a lot in recruiting uh to have somebody that you know people say oh yeah i know harold varner oh he went to east carolina yeah. and you saw it this weekend they yeah. kept putting oh yeah you know, the east carolina university was up there a, a bunch on the cbs telecast which was pretty cool yeah and, and when you look at, at just just everything that he he is so far and you look at the future everything he could be yeah. down yeah. the road i mean he, he, the sky's the limit for the guy oh yeah and I, he's just getting started i think uh and when he starts winning you know i, I think he's going to just win multiple times and it's going to be interesting to see it's fun to see fun to watch for us for sure and can you imagine if, if he would happen to win the masters <laughs> because that to me is one of those any of the majors are are life-changing yeah but the masters they, they showed during the masters this this time i'd never seen anything like this before they showed the guys coming to the masters dinner and and, and i don't think they don't bring a date i think it's just yeah, the guys, just the guys. Yeah. yeah and they come walking in and they nod to the camera and you're seeing all these you know great players through the yeah. years and you think and there's so many great players that weren't invited to the dinner because oh, they, yeah. they hadn't won the masters won. yet <laughs> so i mean just just think about what that would mean yeah well, and I think once he wins on the PGA Tour, because it's being talked about, oh, you yeah. haven't won on the PGA right. Tour. He made reference to that Saturday afternoon. You know, once he wins on the PGA Tour, I think it's going to open a lot of doors for him. And the big thing is, you know, being in the top 50, being invited to the match play mm-hmm. when you, there's no cut, you're going to get a check. Right. You know, those special in, uh, invitation-only events where there's only like maybe 78 players and just four rounds and no cut, you're getting a check. And so all of that just, you know, it just helps you because when you're playing with house money, yeah, well, it's yeah. a whole lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not having to worry where your next meal's going yeah, exactly. from. So yeah. far this year, Harold's made $1.69 million in earnings. And yeah. it's, uh, by my calendar, it's only April. So yeah. he's, he's got a lot of golf, a lot to, of golf play. to play. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, and we're working on Harold to get him on the, uh, the radio soon. I mean, he's got a lot going on working through his agent. And, uh, and you understand that, obviously, because yeah. he's got so much uh, happening right now. But I really want to see one of those putts fall on that oh, back yeah. nine and, and that last putt he had he, he went right at it yeah well and i thought he made a really did and this weekend he's playing with bubba watson in that team event well oh. 
And I'm telling you, there's a guy that's won major championships that yeah. he's playing with. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't play well this weekend. That'd be good. That'd be that'd be really really good, and, uh, and easy to recruit uh, when you got a guy like Harold Varner on your side. I would think. Yeah, it helps a lot. It's a big I, I positive. Think, yeah, big positive. The three guys we had signed um, for us uh, coming in this fall. We've got a young man from Sweden, a young man from Norway, and one from High Point, North Carolina. And all three of them, you know, Harold Varner was part of the conversation, you know, and, and, you know, talking about him and they know him. And it just brings some name recognition to our university and to our golf program. So we're going to use it as much as we can. Oh, I would. You know? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a no-brainer for sure. How has social media affected what you guys do? And I talk to the football coaches a lot about it, and, and they've, they've got 115 to yeah. worry about and stuff, where you've got a, a smaller group, but you still have to be conscious of what they're putting out there and, and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. And I know you get some help, too. Yeah, so, I mean, that's one of the big things I've, I've done the last um, six, seven, eight years is really tracking the social media we'll actually put a post out the story just to see who's looking at it really you know yeah yeah, just to see who's tracking it you know maybe to somebody you've made an offer to and and i can there's story after story upon saying that person's not interested anymore because they haven't looked at our last two or three stories on instagram Hmm. so it's interesting how you can kind of get a feel for what's going on uh, a lot of times you can see who's on there number one who's on instagram a lot you can check that out but uh but just trying to see who's following your action who likes your post you know uh, that's that's something that you know we have to do in this day and age to try to keep up with what we're doing social media wise so i mean if it's been a few days since we've had anything on social media we've got to put something up there wow. just so we can kind of track what's going on yeah and it's did you ever think it would be like that no no it's i tell you though in a lot of ways it's easier is it really yeah yeah i, I like it uh, social media is fun the, you know obviously the guys like it and the girls like it i mean it's it's nice to have that um you know story and put things out there some people go a little bit too far with it obviously you know personally but i think as far as the program's concerned we have a nice balance and mix with what we're doing with the uh, social media part kevin williams golf coach at east carolina is our guest we're going to talk about his team that's headed to florida for the american championships we'll take a break come back with that after this You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back to the show. Kevin Williams, golf coach at East Carolina, getting set for the American Athletic Conference Championships down in Florida coming up this weekend. Brooksville, Florida, at the Southern Hills Plantation, a three-day event, 54 holes. When you go down to an event like that, I mean, what are your chances of winning the whole thing? Well... Based on the rankings right now, we're seventh highest ranked team in, in the field. So obviously our chances don't look very good. I, I think from a talent base, we're not far off. Uh, it's just a matter of like, for, be honest, the last few years we just lost. And you know how it is. When you kind of get used to losing. Yeah. You, you, you just you kind of get in this little rut. And I, um, we've done some things this spring that have shown me some signs like we were in the last group at the pinehurst tournament last pairing with duke and clemson and i told the guys we didn't play well we kind of struggled in that limelight so to speak and told the guys though but if we're going to win the tournament the conference tournament and get the postseason bid that goes with it we have to play in that final pairing 
you know, most likely to be with SMU and South Florida because those are the two best teams in the conference for sure. And but you know, at least in that group, you have a shot. And right. You can see the people that you're playing with, and hopefully you have the lead and you keep the lead. But I, I think it's been nice to see us take some steps in the right direction this spring. Uh, but it's a tough conference, as you know. I mean, yeah. across the board in any sport, you know, the Americans really tough, and um, you know we lose three teams and we gain six and of the six we gain uh i think four of them are ranked in the top 70 so <laughs> it doesn't get any easier but uh but you know you get a shot i mean yeah. the nice thing about it if we play really well if the, all the guys play to their potential we will have a shot i mean because talent wise i don't think there's a huge difference i think there's a big difference in the belief the mental side of things like harold why right. Harold won? You know, people say, "Well, Harold struggles on the weekends." Well, I mean, it could be a, a mental thing mm-hmm. that you, yeah, maybe I'm not there yet mentally. Believe I can do it. And so, the more good things you see, and the guys have seen some good things this spring. You know, can we put together 54 holes? Yeah. That's always the big thing. You know, can you put together a complete game? And um, that's the question we'll have to answer this weekend. And hopefully, we have a shot. We'll see. All right. As a golf coach, what are you allowed to do during a match, and what are you not allowed to do? Pretty much anything. You know, I, I think uh, we can be like our caddy and help them out with advice, distance. Can you read club, a putt? Read putts. Everything. You can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. One of the big things that you know we try to do is be prepared. You know, before you get there, and and my my message when we got off out of the van at, for after the UVA tournament was, we we just have to just enjoy this tournament. Don't try to beat ourselves up mentally. Don't try to be perfect. Just play and have fun. I right. mean, that's we've worked hard all year. Now it's time to have fun with it, and so hopefully we'll go out and relax and not have such high expectations of ourselves and just kind of fly under the radar and and, and you know just go have fun and enjoy it and play you know how it is it's a lot more fun to play when you're relaxed and when you're stressed out and so we're hoping this week it was more of a mental preparation to kind of get the the, hey we're just not going to beat it to death we're we've worked hard you know we got our last workout today uh, this afternoon with frank and uh felice our, our strength coach has done a great job with us and then you know very relaxed practice tomorrow and then you know we hit the road on wednesday and you know hopefully kind of catch lightning in a bottle this weekend yeah when when you're you're working with the team you said you can read putts you can do just about anything on the course but if you get in a situation where you're reading it one way they're reading it another way i mean it's kind of like they're the players yeah. they, they're the ones putting it but he has i told you sam yeah. I told yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've, I've taken ownership of some batteries this year. <laughs> exactly. For sure. That was the other I, thing I was going to yeah. ask. <laughs> so I, I tell them all the time, and I've told the players this for a long time you're the boss of your game. Right. You know, golf is such an individual sport, you know, and they're the boss. What we're trying to be is a piece of their team. You know, not only the, the guy managing the golf team here at ECU but a part of say Stephen Carroll's team you know that we want to help Stephen be the best he can be and what what role is that and for some guys it's just backing off and letting them play right and for others it's giving them more information because they like that information so everybody's different and you kind of you know sometimes I, I like to observe I'd like to step back and watch. I like them to make their own decisions. I like them to take chances. I, I'm, I'm, I was consider myself someone who, who likes to see players take risk, and if it doesn't work out, then hey, we learn from it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to try to hold somebody back from doing something they feel like they can accomplish. What's the difference in coaching men's golf and women's golf? And be uh, careful with your yeah, answer. Oh yeah, I'll be careful. <laughs> 
I was asked this early this year. Really, there's no difference. It's all about communication. Really? As long as they understand what your expectations are, then it's going to work out pretty well. The difference, I would say, on the men's side from the golf standpoint is they tend to not want as much help as the women's golfers do. Okay. They, they tend to want um, more technical work on the women's side. Uh, we've done more technical work this spring than we did in the fall uh, just because we felt like some of the guys needed it. I, I think um, – you know we'll probably do more of that going forward actually this fall was just for me to just kind of sit back and just all right what's it like i mean because they're hitting it so much further than the last time i coached men's golf so the last time i coached men's golf 2005 they hit it a long ways they all hit it a long ways now right i mean it's amazing how far the ball goes and and the women's game had changed a little bit as well during that time how far the ball's going but yeah it's it's still the same you just it's just about managing the player and what helps them be better i mean some need to play more some need more technical work some need more work on the short game some people just need a plan they need to know how to practice and others they come to practice with a great plan so you just let them roll with it so that's the main thing is just kind of managing all the different you know I guess egos and personalities on the team. I and mean, we don't get a chance to interview all the men's golfers or all the women's golfers, but through the years, everyone that I've talked to, I've never met one. And I thought, well, that that person was a jerk. I mean, they're all super nice kids, <laughs> yeah. and and I think they appreciate any coverage that they can get because you know golf's not one of the ones. Right. It's not football. It's not college basketball. It's not baseball. But I think that that they're really. I mean, and they, they, you can tell they're really smart. And yeah. I just admire the way both, both the ladies and and the guys, but especially the ladies. I mean. And they, they come up and they just hit the golf ball and it has that sweet sound yeah. every time. Yeah. I mean, they don't duff any. No, and, and I, I think the big thing that we, we try to tell them, both programs, is you're practicing with the public. Yeah. I mean, not any. there's no other teams that are practicing with the public. So, I mean, you know, obviously somebody's got a tee time behind us that's a member of a club or whatever and they're interacting with members at a club. And we can kind of get by ourselves at our practice facility at Ironwood, but for the most part, there's a lot of interaction with our kids and you know uh, pirate fans yeah. you know and not even maybe not even pirate fans but people that are members of either greenville country club or brook valley or ironwood go to cutter creek and play some and so just you know th- you have to be respectful for everybody because i mean we're you know treading on their soul so to speak mm-hmm. and uh and obviously being able to act the proper way and it helps us a lot when that when people come to us and say, "Wow, I really enjoyed having that conversation with yeah. one of the guys on your team." You know, so you were working with one of the ladies at Ironwood one day, and I pulled up. It's one of the holes in the back nine, and and you said, "Go ahead and go ahead and tee off." And I thought, "Oh, I don't want to tee off in front of Kevin <laughs> and this girl who's hitting it so good." And I got to tee off in front of them, so I put my tee down, act like I was real confident, and I smashed one. I just crushed it. I don't two fifty, two sixty, two seventy. 270. Yeah. It was just. And you said, "Well, you've been playing a lot lately." And I said, "No, I'm lucky." <laughs> I had my eyes shut when I hit that one because <laughs> I'm so nervous. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And yeah. then one other time with Kevin out there, one time I was going through a, a rut. I couldn't hit a ball. Yeah. You know, when you get you know us amateurs, you hit it sideways for some reason. There's no way the ball should ever go yeah. that way, but it does. So I told Kevin, I said, "I'm, I'm quitting golf. I'm just going to throw my clubs away, sell them. I'm, I'm getting rid of them." He said, "Don't do that. I'll ride with you." So. 
he, he was out there working out. I come out there. He gets in the cart with me. We go to the first hole. I hit a straight drive right down the middle, 250. Hit it on the green. Missed the birdie putt, <laughs> tapping in. Kevin goes, what's wrong? I said, Kevin, what's wrong? You don't ride it with me every time. <laughs> if you were with me, I wouldn't have these problems I have. Oh, no, That's I, what I it is. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. That was funny. Yeah. yeah, because I was like, everything was came back. I, I, yeah. you know, I was, <laughs> and, he, and Kevin didn't even say, like, stand closer, stand further yeah. away. He didn't say a word. He just watched just it, and I almost yeah. made a birdie. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Kevin left, audience. Yeah, that's like what it day, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like TV. Own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like television. I need an audience. <laughs> All right, Kevin Williams, our guest. We'll take one final break. We'll come back. Brian Meter was scheduled to be in to get his prizes for the second chance with the Sweet 16s. We'll have that coming up. More with Kevin as we wrap it up, and we'll talk more about the American Championships coming up after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back as we continue on. Kevin Williams, East Carolina golf coach. And as we said, we think Brian Meador is coming in to get his prize pack. If he doesn't make it in, I'll just take it to him. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, Greenville Auto World gives him a free detail for the uh, second chance with the Sweet 16. He was one of our guest pickers, and we've got some other prizes. But uh, if he comes in, we'll get him on on the air. All right, let's talk about your team a little bit. Uh, who has to, to really play well coming up in Florida in the American Championships? You know, it's kind of interesting. I had this conversation with a golf coach that I really respect a lot, um, Ryan. Cabot, who's the head coach at Charlotte, and he's done an amazing job with that program. And he said, you know, you're always going to have your one and two. And our one and two is Stephen Carroll and A.J. Beachler, uh, both are fantastic players. They've led us all year. But they say the di- he Cabot said that day, the difference is your three and four player. You know, and, and right now, you know, Nick Brown's played real well. Uh, Nick's a, a local guy that um, uh, went to school in, in D.H. Conley, I believe. And, you know, and he, he went to Wingate, the school transferred. He's getting his MBA, I believe, or master's. Not a, um, and, and then Nick's really come on this spring for us, which is really good. And then we have two freshmen, Tyler DeCellis and, and Carter Bussey, that are going to be really good players. And, and so we need kind of need those three guys to really step up. You know, I, I think obviously we, we've counted on Steven and AJ all year. So what Ryan Cabbage at Charlotte was telling me is that three and four is your key. You know, and, and I agree. You know, any sport is that oh, way, yeah. right? It's that it's in basketball is that guy, that sixth guy coming off the bench. And and so for us, I, I think this week, you know, we we've got to be solid one through five. Jack Massey's going with us as well, and and Jack's played really well this spring. Um, and so, you know, I feel really good about our team talent-wise, and, and I, we just need some guys to just kind of step up this weekend and just, just play play their golf. I mean, it's super capable of doing it. So. All right, in, in a normal match, and then you can tell us how it differs, yeah. but a normal match, how many how many start, per se? Yeah, so we, we, we start five start and count five. the four low scores each round. Okay. So we can throw one score out. So you, you just yeah. take five to a match? Mm-hmm. Okay. Normally, and normally most tournaments, this one has, uh, there's nine teams in the conference that have men's golf. And then, uh, but most tournaments would go anywhere from, you know, 12 teams to, say, 18 teams. And so it's all head-to-head. So, you know, you have a one-loss record in the year. And on the men's golf side, you have to have a winning record. You have to be above 500 to get a postseason bid uh, unless you win the conference championship, which automatically gets you in. So, you know, we're – yeah, I think it's uh, – this weekend we're excited. I, I feel good about our chances. I, I think we'll play well. I really do. The guys like the golf course. I think the golf course fits us. We're a really good ball striking team, and we have a lot of firepower. 
I think at times we could be better putting, you know. And so, but, you know, maybe this fits us this week and we go out and, uh, you know, have a great weekend. What else do you know about the course? Uh, it's hosted a uh, second stage of PGA Tour qualifying school like six or seven years in a row. So it's a great test. It's actually Brooksville, Florida. It's kind of a hilly part of Florida. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty hilly golf course. The guys played there last year. AJ and, and um, uh, Stephen played there last year. They like the golf course. Both of them play pretty decent there. So we're excited uh, to see you know what we can do this weekend. And you, you said uh, SMU is one of the favorites? Yeah, so South Florida is the top 25 school. Uh, they're really good steve um as steve bradley's done a great job there smu is always kind of a top 50 program uh they've got amazing facilities and then you know uh doug martin skip holtz's buddy uh, oh, yeah. is the head coach at cincinnati and, and they've had their best year in years i mean there's let's see cincinnati's 65 central florida's 67 and houston's like 69 so all three of those teams are on the bubble so okay. it's a big event for those guys coming up this weekend. They don't need East Carolina to beat them. And so, obviously, we want to beat them. You right. Know, spoil their little party. So uh, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, we've we've seen uh, Central Florida once already this year, and we beat them at Myrtle Beach. So uh, we know we're capable. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do. All right. So when you guys go you know, into a match like that, you know, is it different than football or baseball, you know, before you go start? Do you have, a, like, a little team meeting and you give – do you give one, win one for the Gipper? Nah, no, <laughs> some coaches do. Actually, my boss at South Carolina, she would kind of do that a little bit. Uh, Team on three? Yeah, you just, <laughs> you know, she was, she was like an old football coach anyway. But, uh, my, my tendency is to be very, like, low-key because I want them to go out there just very mellow, yeah. you know, and, and act like Harold. You okay. know, where it doesn't matter. I've hit right. a bad shot, so what? You know? And so that's that's kinda I just basically hey, let's go have fun today. You know, that's it. That's the message. And you know, that's what I want them to do. I mean, it's listen, we you've worked hard getting here to the spot. The competition should be the part that you enjoy the most. Yeah. I had it on my list right at the top. Now I forgot to bring it up, but Mike Cato being on your staff. Yeah. One of the great other great guys around. I mean, yeah. just a super guy. And that that's gotta mean a lot to you having well, on your staff. You know, it's a long story, I'll make it short, but Mike was one of my junior golfers when I was at Kinston. Right, Club. I remember that. So I he, covered yeah, him. Yeah. 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 So Mike and his brother Rob, really good players. Mike ended up going to UNC. They would Wilson. dominate the Roy Jones oh, invitational yeah. each yeah, year, that wouldn't it? Such a great tournament we had and so and then mike uh i brought mike back to greenville when at bradford creek when he came back to work at bradford creek which was great and because i knew mike would be uh, a really good golf pro for the club and then obviously he built a junior golf program yes, second to none at wow. bradford creek um unfortunate and he's still doing some of that a little bit at greenville country club but he's so good with working with our team and uh, I'm, I'm lucky to have him uh, even though it's a little bit of a part-time role now because he still has his his role with the city but um you know we're just just having him there and his expertise and his ability to communicate with our players has been and then obviously you know for me the trust and the friendship uh he actually he and his wife actually introduced me to my uh, oh really wife. yeah so, so some days you really yeah. like him a lot and some yeah, days you're some kind of- days not <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I never blame him. I always blame his wife. <laughs> that's yeah, how, that's yeah. how you do I it. I always yeah. give him the credit. Yeah, That's yeah. right. 
that's good stuff but just yeah just a super super guy and rondo my son went through the golf program with him at bradford creek and uh just yeah he he just did such and he was he was on top of the things oh he would he would give us kind of like you did it in kinston you guys Mm -hmm. give us a call hey this thing's coming up if you can get there you're always appreciative when we did and and it was it was really good well we we were telling the guys this weekend it was pretty cool we were telling uh, that we were at uva um playing in a tournament and we were talking about the the coastal plains tournament that mike started at bradford creek and he started it because of the Roy Jones at Kinston Country Club. So he grew up playing in such a really first-class yep. junior golf event where the club really embraced having the event. And for him to bring that back to uh, Greenville and have that at Bradford Creek, um, you know, I, I, you know, we're, we're, it's a shame we don't have that program still here in yeah. Greenville. Uh, I know Greenville Country Club still hosting the junior golf tournament. But uh, you know, Mike's been—he's, I mean, he's a, was a PGA junior golf leader. So I mean, his passion was with that. So I knew it was pretty easy coming back to get Mike to help out on the coaching side, kind of change gears a little bit. So I'm looking forward to him. Uh, you know, just his influence over the years. I mean, that was a lot of summers. We go back to back. We'd go down to yeah. Roy Jones and Kinston for a couple of days, and yeah. we, you know, the next week. And and when you're when you're in my business and you're covering a junior term, it was either hot and cold. I I've been out to tournaments junior tournaments where you walk up and a girl 14 year old would she chip in from yeah. from off the green <laughs> and then somebody else would drain a putt and somebody else would hit hit up on a par three almost hit the stick and you're done in five minutes you didn't get a king's barbecue sandwich <laughs> exactly yeah. get out of there but there have been other times that you walk around and you're trying and you're trying to get who the some of the best players obviously right. when Cato was playing yeah. he was one of the ones yeah. we always would get but you know you follow him around and and then and sometimes the camera bothered you know some of the kids oh, yeah. they weren't used to having so it. nervous yeah so they're trying their best you know and i put pressure on like hey, look yeah, yeah. You get on TV, you make this putt. (laughs) (laughs) But we had a lot of fun with it. I certainly enjoyed it all all those years. And and you're right. We gotta we gotta figure out a way to keep those uh, keep the youth involved because that's the future of golf. That is the future of golf, without question. And I think you know, obviously, um, you know, Harold being such passionate about East Carolina, and, and you know think about all the kids that are gravitating to oh, the game yeah. and the impact he's made with his youth program yep. through his foundation it's, it's amazing to me uh, and i'm happy that he's embraced the youth on course mm-hmm. uh, i believe it's called and providing access for young people to play the game i think uh, i'm so proud of harold for doing that yeah he's done a great job with that and uh, his his future is just you know when, when he, he's hanging out and talking about making little side bets with michael jordan yeah. and stuff like that you know he's he's, he's got it going on but yeah. it's just good to see that purple yeah you know on sunday it, it really is good yeah. you know he wasn't wearing it all the time but now in the last year or so yeah it's purple every sunday which is great and he's great to come back to pirate football games yeah. and he, he loves tailgating with everybody yeah. they they did a clinic a couple of seasons ago where he he went out with a bunch of pirate club members and they were you know chipping and putting hitting wedges and, weren't they? yeah i think so hitting wedges the yeah. on the uh, turf field yeah. and back to what you said about you know you always think he's your friend because i said harold you know i, I want to go out and play sometime harold said call me anytime well, yeah, me yeah. and you'll go out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a way i think he meant it in a way yeah, like, he don't, yeah, it. don't call yeah. me i'll call you well we had our fundraiser <laughs> for our golf programs this past september and um the herald hv3 foundation is basically it presents it you know they, they run it and we i mean we raised almost thirty six thousand wow. dollars this year which is and, and you know so obviously his involvement just 
means so much to that event and and he gives of his time which is which is amazing so yeah, that's really good stuff kevin williams our guest today on the brian bailey show heading down to the southern hills plantation golf club three-day 54-hole event in brooksville florida coming up april 22nd through the 24th the american championships and as you said you got to win the american in order to go yeah. to the regional so you got your work cut out for him but you just never know. Stranger things have happened, yeah, haven't sure they? Sure have, yeah. All right, Brian Reader is not going to make it. I just t- checked my text messages. He's coming back from Wilmington. The weather's been kind of bad, but we've got his prize pack. And if you uh, weren't with us, he's got the Greenville Auto World, the uh, detail for his vehicle. That was our first prize with pizza for a month. And we've got some T-shirts for him. And Clip Brock, by the way, won second place in our second chance with the Sweet 16. Both of them were guest pickers. And so maybe we'll get I mean, Kevin if to be a guest picker. Here, can't you just give it to Clip? <laughs> yeah, it's Come like on. Miss America. Yeah. 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 The winner you have to be fulfill their duties. Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. The winner cannot fulfill their duties. Yeah. It's like Miss, Miss America with Clip and Meadow. Yeah. I don't think that that's a sentence that doesn't need to be repeated, does it? That's for sure. All right, Kevin. Good luck down in Thank Florida you. with appreciate your golf you team. That's great. And uh, just a long, long time friend. And we certainly appreciate your time today. Kevin Williams, golf coach at East Carolina. That's our show. We'll see you back here next week on The Brian Bailey Show. has been the brian bailey show powered by greenville utilities and also brought to you by angus grill bostic sug furniture bojangles east coast grady papa john's pepsi seared chop house taft taft and hagler tiebreakers and greenville auto world join us next week for another edition of the brian bailey show right here on pirate radio 93.3